Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to give us a follow and turn on notifications so that you don't miss any conversations. Well, at The Ridge, uh, we've been inviting people to participate in starting off the year with the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we started this a little bit over a week ago, but since then we've had many more join in. And in fact, if, you, if you'd like to still join us, you're more than welcome to. Just text PRAY to 414-509-0339. And uh, we can have that in the show notes as well. But we wanted to give everyone just a helpful conversation about fasting. You know, what is it? What are some misconceptions about it? What are the different types of fasting? And what does it help with? So our director of discipleship at The Ridge, Brody Swanson, joined me to chat about fasting and cover some of those topics. So this is my conversation with Brody. Well, hi Brody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's quick turnaround time. This is a this is a yeah. couple over a month, so uh, a high demand guest. There we go. We'll just leave it at that. Thanks for having <laughs> me back. I appreciate it. Yeah. So okay, we just we just started the new year. I think we've firmly reached the point in which wishing somebody a happy new year. I know people have strong opinions about that, um, but still, I hope you do have a happy new year. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. There's no, there's a limit. I'm not sure what that date is because yeah. you know there's still people that are like, hey, I haven't seen you, so happy New Year. I'm like, eh, it's a little late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but are you, uh, are you a New Year's resolution guy? Do you make New Year's resolutions? You know, I used to be a, a, a bigger uh, resolution guy, but now it's more like specific things. I do more like, hey, what am I going to do this year? Particularly because I'm a golfer, I really start to plan out how I'm going to take some steps forward in that. And then we as a family, um, we do a year in review and we mm-hmm. go back through month by month through the previous year and say, hey, what happened? What was good? What did God do? And then what are we kind of hoping for a little bit out of some things that are already planned, but not like, hey, I'm going to lose 20 pounds because uh, even if I lose 20 pounds, it's probably not going to make the difference that I want it to. So <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Yeah. Um, I think I, I don't do like traditional resolutions. Um, I think there have even been times where I'll start my like, okay, what do I want this year to look like after the first? Because I feel like the mentality of if I don't start it on the first, I failed is a bad mentality. You know what I mean? Like, yes. well, I've mm-hmm. already, I've already eaten my third slice of pizza at 1202 on, on New Year's Day. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that, that's uh, stellar right there, man. Well, yeah, I know, you know, uh, <laughs> live long, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. But yeah, not, not a huge resolution guy. Um, yeah, but I do, but I do, uh, I do goals and I'll do, uh, um, I kind of shift between two types of goals. I'll do maybe there'll be specific things that I really want to accomplish. Like last year, it was like I really want to run a marathon, and that was the year to do it. So that was kind of like my big goal. Um, but also something that uh, that I've heard really popular coming into these days is like uh, they're called B goals. So like, who do you want to be, and then using oh, that yeah. as like a like a element. So it's like, okay, I want to be a person who is uh, faithful. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be a yeah. healthy person. And so if your goal is to be healthy, that that might shift some of your mentality. And so it's like, okay, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. Um, yeah. 
want, or I want to be kinder and, you know, you take opportunities as they come. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I mean, well, our topic today kind of transitioned somewhat loosely into that, uh, where we kind of had a goal as a church where we wanted to really encourage people to take 21 days, uh, just kind of start the new year. Um, like, like me, we didn't start on the first, I think we started on the eighth or whenever people decided to join us, but take 21 days to pray and fast. And, uh, Obviously, a big part of that, I think a lot of people very familiar with the concept of prayer in general, like they've at least Mm -hmm. it's very like, you know, but fasting is a little different, Um, although kind of in modern, kind of more modern now, there's like kind of very popular diets that revolve around fasting and Mm -hmm. things like that. So maybe people have had a little bit more exposure to that, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to chat with you a little bit today about just, okay, well, what... What does fasting look like? Maybe we can dispel some preconceived notions. Some people, maybe they're in day seven of this. Uh, let me just say real quick to everybody, uh, as I have my little monologue speech here. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming as a guest, Brody. I, I know, um, I'll just listen yeah, to you. <laughs> uh, it's, it, honestly, it's not too late. To, to join us in this. Yeah. So even though we are, you know, we've been a little over a weekend as this is going to be uh, airing, Join us. Spend 21 days. It really like we'd love to have you do it with us. But whenever you hear this, if you wanted to do the 21 days of prayer and fasting, uh, whenever is right for you, whenever like you're hearing this, join us and do it. Um, or maybe use this conversation as a way to like, oh, okay, maybe I did the prayer part, but now I have a really better understanding of fasting, and so now I'm going to dive in um, for a portion of time to do that. So, mm-hmm. very cool. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, and um, I think. Well, some people have asked me, well, I I didn't hit it on the 8th, so should I still join? And my thought has been, you know what, whatever time we can set aside to reflect and refocus and reconnect with God, it's it's time well used. And so if you didn't get it right on the right day, okay, but but it 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 won't return nothing if you start to pay attention to those things. So, yeah, join in, do it at your speed, do it at what you can you can manage and maybe this fasting thing will feel a little bit more attainable after we have a conversation about it. Yeah. All right. Well then let's, uh, let's dive in. So, mm-hmm. um, maybe just start off when you think of fasting, okay, <laughs> what, what comes to mind? Is there anything that kind of jumps into your mind right away? Uh, do you have, like, do you feel like there's preconceived notions about it? Like, what do you think of when you hear fasting? Oh yeah. I think there's plenty of preconceived notions. Some are scary <laughs> and some are just funny. Uh, I, what the first thing that comes to my mind is headache right now because I have given up caffeine for January and my head hurts. Um, But in the end, I mean, some people are like scared of that type of thing, or they're like, "Ah, I don't really want to do that. And I think that when we step into a thing like fasting, some people uh, think maybe it's a command. Some people think maybe that's just for, you know, that's just for people back then, or, Hey, I don't want to stop eating and drinking because that seems to be scary. There's some people that have had things in their past, uh, eating disorders and other things that have that have come up in their lives that they're like, well, this is scary because it might set me on a trail that I don't want to go back down. And so yeah. I think there's a lot of different things. What I think of because of the last few years, just really starting to think more deeply about it is how do I move something out of my life that's important to me for a certain period of time so that I can I can give God more space to be heard to work, to challenge me. Um, and it's not a whole year. If I had to give up caffeine for a whole year, there's no way 
that it would happen. But but for a short period of time for me to go, okay, when I'm feeling kind of those urges or whatever, maybe moving that thing aside to give God more space to speak in my life and I'm ready to pay attention is a helpful thing. Um, and I think you see that throughout the scriptures is that when when the people of Israel were challenged to do that, they were in a spot where they needed God to speak and he needed them to listen. And so he would challenge them to to set some things aside so that there was a better connection. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. He, he, a lot of times it's like totally fine, good things, right? Like yeah. So like a fast wouldn't necessarily be like, you know, abstaining from something you probably shouldn't do anyway, right? You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to give up lying for my 21 yeah. days of prayer fasting. It's like, okay, well, appreciate that. Uh, Maybe you should give it up longer. Yeah. But, uh-huh. but I think that that goes to, it's not, it's not like a... Uh, uh, a, a vow of of stoicism. There we go. Mm-hmm. Really throwing that stoicism. one out there. Stoicism. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. We can we can die. That's a future podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's this like I love that mentality, right? Of it's like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I give up this thing for this time period that says, gosh, I want to connect better. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that when I do this, the reason why it helps me connect better, uh, is because I'm. Maybe it's craving. Maybe it's that that headache. It's that thought that pops in your mind. Oh, I I want this. You know what? You know what I want more. You know what I want more. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's actually a great way to look at it. Is what do I want more right now? And and I think then that gets into helping me evaluate um, what things have control of my life. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things. Richard Foster. You can read all his stuff, but he he's written. I I I looked at an article that he wrote, and he said, you know. Fasting helps things come to the surface too. It's not only that I get to listen to God and he gets to speak to me, but things that are important to me in my life that may have a controlling influence, um, they start to surface. Because if I decided, hey, I'm going to fast from television and you know that's two or three hours a night for some folks, maybe even me when there's sports on, and you're starting to sit there and go, okay, what do I do with myself now? You realize that you've let something take over a big part of your life that you didn't even realize had control. Yeah. That's interesting because that's that's a next step level, right? Where it's almost like mm-hmm. this space, like you're like providing yourself space from this 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 habit, this whatever it is. And I think this would be a good point to to mention. Like, I think traditionally, I think of food when I think yeah. of fasting, but that's yeah. not always the case, right? Like, I no. think you know, I mean, honestly, what I think of for the longest time, I thought of fasting. I thought of the like monks right where like they're not going to eat anything and they've taken this vow of silence um uh which maybe some people would love if i took 21 days of silence (laughs) (laughs) i know there's some who would like me to do that (laughs) you agreed you agreed too strongly on that one oh no i was thinking about me okay Uh, okay, fair enough fair enough um and so I think that's a great alternative because you mentioned like if there's inhibitions, if, and we can dive into this more when we talk about types of fasting, yeah. but um, don't feel like if you're hearing this, don't feel like, ah, well, I can't do this because of this directory concern or I can't do this yeah. because of this. Maybe it is a preconceived notion. And you know what? Taking on like a food fast would feel like would be would carry some weird legalism or things like that with you. And if you need to do a different type mm-hmm. of fast because that's your faith journey, great. Anything that's that yeah. separation that helps you connect better. Yeah, it's it's where I've come back to it. something that's core to who you are. Um, or even if you do kind of an evaluation of your 
your habits and your rhythms and all those things, if there's something core to who you are, such as, hey, what if you put away your phone for five hours a day? Uh, there's some people who wouldn't know how to function. I dare say I'd feel a little bit lost sometimes because you're like, yeah. everything goes through that. But when you say, hey, if I take something that's core to me, whether that's food, whether that's technology, whether that's something else, and I move that aside so that God can become more central for this season and I can hear his voice a little bit more clearly, that's that's what I think the purpose of fasting really centers around. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was reading this uh, some comments about people, like what they thought about fasting. And some people like had this interpretation that it was about like self-punishment. Um, which yeah, I don't think was, it is that way at all. So would you maybe, can you speak into that, that it's not that? Well, there's some, there's some wording in scripture, um, in like the King James version and things like that, that, that uses that term to, yeah. to punish yourself or something like that. But when you go back to the original language, it, it really is about limitation mm-hmm. instead of like, I'm going to flog myself so that I can, that's just never been the character of God to say, Hey, you hurt yourself so that I can be heard better. It's it's more like, hey, you need to clear space because I'm speaking all the time. It's just a matter of if you can listen. And so I think that when we start getting to a place where people are like, hey, this is a this is a punishment or this is something you have to inflict upon yourself, I think that's when you start to get in dangerous places. And usually you hear about that in an extreme case where somebody's using that to manipulate others. And so it's it's something you just got to be careful of to say, you know, God to me, is never someone who operates in the extremes. He, he, he doesn't say, hey, you have to give up all food, or he doesn't say you don't have to give up anything. It's usually in the middle of those things, the balance and the rhythm of things that he says, hey, here's how it's best to live. This is how I created you to live best, not in this extreme or this extreme. Okay, so so maybe then we can dive into like some examples or types of fasts that, that people do. Yeah. We kind of like brainstorm some quickly because uh, I think one of the interesting things is that a lot of biblical practices you might see, oh, there there might be listed out this great way of doing this thing, um, mm-hmm. but there's a, actually a ton of different examples of different types of fasts even in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I think there's there's the fast that comes to mind that everybody's scared of is I have to go up all food and all water for however long amount of time, which you be like, we Jesus, know you got 40 days. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I just don't know that we're capable of that. And yeah. and and yet, I mean, there are some places where a short period of time of abstaining from food. I'm, I'm a little bit more leery of the water thing just because I, I don't know. I don't know how helpful that is if you don't have somebody who knows how to do it, if it's yeah. just something you're trying. And so, but the, the food thing is what we think of most. And there's some people who do it different ways. There's, there's some people who say, Hey, I'm not going to eat from sun up to sundown. And there's actually some, some people on staff at the Ridge that are doing that. And right about three o'clock, it gets pretty cranky around the office for those people because <laughs> they're hungry. Uh, um, but, but it's one of those things where they're like, okay, I'm just going to step aside from food in this space. Some people do it for, you know, they do the other, they do it from noon to eight in the morning or whatever like that. So intermittent fasting, fasting for a period of time from food. Also, there's, there's folks that I know um, that are not part of the Ridge, but are just friends of mine that, that they've yeah. done it where they've, they've shut off the TV for a month, like mm. period. And, yeah. and said, Hey, I didn't realize, realize how much time I was wasting. And then they started to think about, okay, how long do I scroll on my phone um, and waste time? And I know a number of people, and including some in my family, who have said, hey, I'm going to give up social media and actually delete the app for the month mm-hmm. um, because I found that I'm scrolling a whole lot. And then 
then the question is, okay, if I've done that, or there's the Daniel fast where it's vegetables, there's some people who do um, things where they just don't do meat. Um, there's all sorts of different options. Um, and I think it really depends, again, what's core to you that you're saying, hey, this is important to me. Um, I'm going to give that up. So mine for this month was any soda and caffeine and then any fast food. And I am deeply in love with McDonald's French fries. And so this is this is hard, especially with McDonald's right up the hill from the church. So right. it's it's one of those things that you just sit there and go, OK, there's a lot of options in a lot of different avenues that you can look at. It, again, it's back to what do you do with the time that you create by setting something mm-hmm. aside? That's the big difference. If you just set it aside and then you fill it with something else, then it then it doesn't actually achieve the purpose. And you're not going to walk out of it going, wow, that was a season where I just I really felt like I heard God speak in some pretty important ways. Um, mm-hmm. Or I felt like he he brought me to certain places that I hadn't been before. Um, and so it really is, what do you set aside? But then importantly, what do I fill that time with that actually uh, makes the difference? Okay. I want to come back to the second part in just a second, because that's probably the most important part of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think maybe real quickly, if somebody is there listening and they're like, okay, but how do I personally know what to do? Would you have some questions that like, if somebody like say, we'll use me an example. So I'm like, Hey Brody, I'm not entirely sure what to do for the 21 days of prayer and fast, but I know I want Mm -hmm. to do something. What kinds of questions would you be like, Oh, let me ask you about this or that. Yeah. The first thing I would ask you is, Hey John, what do you lean towards? Um, when you think of fasting from something, what, what would you lean towards? Because you might already have an inkling as to something that would be important to you. Yeah. The next thing I would ask you is, hey, what, what are some important things to you that are that are kind of core to your rhythms or to what you what you take in every day that could be set aside without it being detrimental to health or, you know, your job performance and stuff like that? I mean, we got to take into account those things. Yeah. I, I would ask that question. And and then I would ask you the question of what would be a stretch for you? because I mean, there's things, I mean, I can give up social media and it's not a stretch for me because I just use it to keep up. I'm like, like, (laughs) yeah, but, but, but there's, there's sometimes when I I would ask you, I say, Hey, Hey, what's going to challenge you a little bit? What's going to maybe bring a little bit of inconvenience or a lot of bit of inconvenience so that you created enough space because creating space in our life doesn't come smoothly. Otherwise everybody would do it. And so it, it's going to have a little bit of challenge to it. Um, and so what would those things be? What would stretch you a little bit? And then just pick something and go with it and and really give it a try. Because you, you don't have to wait till January to do a fast. You could say, hey, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to give it a shot. And then in March, you could do it again and say, hey, I'm going to try this a little bit differently for a season and and see what what comes of that. Yeah. And man, that's, that's really good stuff. I think that's super helpful because I think that's very practical questions like, like, as much as you'd love to be able to just give a blanket, as much as there we'd love there'd be like this blanket, everyone just do this. It mm-hmm. really is unique to individuals and which is a cool, I think, representation of like how people's faith are different and unique to them. Mm-hmm. And like best practices for an individual is not going to be universal for everybody. Um, and really kind of allowing yourself the freedom to have that differentiation is like that's unique to your faith, right? Like you said, yeah. if it was like, hey, everybody, we're taking 21 days off of social media. For the person that's that's scrolling TikTok or Instagram all day, that's going to be significantly more, I don't want to say effective, but it's going to be significantly more um, 
Maybe impactful, I think impactful. would be the word. Yeah, yeah. great. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. Read my mind. Uh, <laughs> versus like like you said, for you, where you're like, okay, well, maybe I'd think about that a couple, like once a day or something like that, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be uniquely to how God has wired you. Um, right. I also would like real quick just say for people like, you know, if you say it's for a period of 21 days, okay, mm-hmm. and this doesn't just diminish the like, obviously do your absolute best to like follow through with that situation. But -hmm. if something happens one day, it's okay. Next day, just, just, just keep going. Like, it's not like, Oh, I've ruined it for the rest of the time. Um, because ultimately the goal is, is the goal is still the goal. The goal is to connect with God and, and prioritize him. Um, and we're going to have mess ups. And when we do that, we can still prioritize him. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the term that I use is give yourself a little grace. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, we're going to have points. And if, if you decide to give up caffeine and you got a big presentation at work where you're like, <laughs> I just can't function. Okay. I mean, these are things that come up. I mean, yeah. a lot of times when the Israelites would fast and, and pray, it, it wasn't for 21 or 30 days. It was for a much more succinct period of time. And yeah. so, so that was, so I think there's, there's a little bit of grace. I think there's a little bit of flexibility and, and really trying to figure out, have I hit the goal? Like you said, of, yeah. you know, reconnecting with God, spending time with in reflection and refocusing. Yeah. Okay. So then let's, let's talk about the second part of, of what you mentioned mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, what do you do with that time? What do you do with that? Uh, for me, I know one of my big things is like, okay, if I feel a pang of hunger or if I feel a craving, uh, mm-hmm. I do have some social media stuff. So I'm like, if I pull up my phone to like click on the app, okay, what do I do in that moment where I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to click on that. What do I do with that response? Yeah. Um, I think that, I think the fear that I always had was, well, when I feel the hunger pains or when my headache is there, that I have to sit in silence in some sort of position and, and, you know, I just have to sit there and wait and, and I'm functionally ADHD. And so that would just drive me crazy. (laughs) And so the, I think that the thing that your your goal is to do is to say, hey, God, I, I'm trying to create space here and I'm doing it the best I can because my brain's all over the place. But but is there something you want to say to me? And that's that's kind of the habit that I have formed uh, in these days is when when I have the space where I would normally be doing some of the things that that I have decided not to do um, that I just go, OK, God, I'm I'm here. Is there something that you want me to be thinking about? Is there something that you want me to hear from you? And then I just need to sit a little bit and listen. It doesn't mean I have to be sitting still, but I mean, just allow my my posture internally to be one of listening and then see what comes up. And sometimes sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's something. I know there's some people that are more specific than that, where they'll set aside that time and they'll be like, all right, I'm really going gonna, gonna to read the scriptures and I'm going to go through this section of scripture because I feel like that's something that God is been asking me to do. And, and I think that scripture speaks. I think that God speaks in a still small voice. I think that God guides our thoughts while we're sitting there and, you know, your mind can run any number of directions and so can mine. But I do firmly believe that if we say, Hey God, is there something you want me to be thinking about? Or is there something you want me to hear from you that he'll step into that space when he's ready and there'll be no way to get around it. I love that you bring up the, the listening Cause I, I don't know, think that I naturally do that. Like mm-hmm. inherent, like it's not like a very natural rhythm for me. 
to just listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm much better at speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is like, I think that's a really helpful reminder of like, wh- it, it's that, it's that those things that create those reminders to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for some people, myself included, they'll be like, uh, I call them breath prayers. Yeah. Where if something pops, like if that creating or whatever happens, uh, it's like, okay, what's something I could say in the span of a breath that mm-hmm. um, reminds me or refocuses me, right? And for, for specifically these 21 days, I've been just like, hey, God, I trust you. Um, mm-hmm. And because uh, I think that's part of the heart of this. It's like saying like, hey, guess what, God, you're more important than my extra cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I trust There's a debate gonna... some days on that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's a hard fought totally, argument, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, uh, you're right. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, you know, maybe I love the listening. It may be a breath prayer. I also know that there is something to, um, the fancy term for them is intercessory prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, the more common language is, praying for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we talk about that. I know that that's, that's something that we see examples of in, in the Bible as well. Well, I think, I think that when you create space, obviously there's lots of things, but maybe even saying, Hey, there's some people in my life or there's some places in my life that I feel like really need God's involvement. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a friend with a, <clears throat> A health issue, or I've got somebody struggling with addiction, or, you know, they're just going through a really rough time where they feel like they're in a dark hole and they can't dig out. And mm-hmm. part of part of that solution is maybe it's my presence. Maybe giving up something would be me showing up for them. But it's also asking mm-hmm. God to show up in real ways, not just to fix their problem, but actually to be in it with them um, is sometimes really important and really beneficial and can help not only um, ask God to do that, but it can change my perspective on maybe what my role is in their life. And so, so I think, yeah, those are, those are definitely some spaces where the listening is one part, the talking is the other, both are necessary. Yeah. Also, I mean, uh, as we go towards, you know, uh, Mark shared our our vision goal a couple weeks ago to Mm -hmm. help 5,000 people, uh, find Jesus by the end of 2030. So, it could be that this is a time where you're fasting and you're praying for somebody. You're like, wow, I, I really want God to move in their life. And I want to intentionally mm-hmm. pray, um, that he does and will use me to do it too. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I, I wrote down questions for each week for me, uh, yeah. this year <clears throat> for the 21 days. So, so this week was, Hey God, I'm sitting here listening. What, what do you need to speak to me as a person? The third week, my, my question is going to be, all right, God, who, who am I not seeing around me that that needs to know you but but i'm not even paying attention and yeah. open my eyes and I'm, I'm actually really fascinated by what that week is going to be and maybe even beyond that to say okay what have i completely missed because i consider myself a fairly observant person yeah um but to be able to have god open my eyes and say man you just completely brushed over that person um would i think it's gonna be really interesting and really helpful for me yeah hmm. okay uh, so that kind of tackles, I think, Hey, what is a fast? What can you fast from? What do you do during that time? Maybe we could talk a little bit about what would be a unhelpful or unhealthy or, uh, perspective on fasting or even, yeah. you know, Hey, 
don't do this while you're fasting type of. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the highest level of unhelpful is if we think this is a way to get God to do something. Mm-hmm. Hey God, I'm going to, I'm going to fast for you. So this is what I need you to do for me. Love um, barter. Oh yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and unfortunately for all of us, God doesn't barter and he's not a genie. Um, and any of those things that, that kind of, we want to leverage something, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and so I think that becomes unhealthy a, because, then you're doing it for the wrong reason in the, in the beginning. So your motivation to keep going is going to be hard, but then you're also going to be disappointed in God because he doesn't operate that way. And so now something that was meant to build a connection between you and God actually probably drives a wedge um, Mm. further into that relationship because you're like, well, I did this for you. Why didn't you do this for me? And, and I, I think one of the things, if I can go down that rabbit hole for a second is that, is that, um, I think if you catch yourself doing that with God, um, you should probably look at the other relationships in your life and see if you do that too, where, Hey, I'll do this for you, but I'm expecting something in return. Not that you're doing it with bad intent, but a lot of us get into that habit of expecting Mm -hmm. something in return. And then things are constantly a disappointment or we build wedges in relationships, even if we don't even realize we're doing it. So that's, that's a little bit further down. So unhealthy is saying, Hey, I'm using this to leverage God to do something for me. Um, the second would be, hey, I'm doing this for God, but so that I lose 30 pounds or something like that. I think I think figuring out how to do it in a way that's really got the, the right motivation. And we're, we're humans. We're a bunch of mixed motives, but being yeah. careful to do that. And then I think the other thing that would be unhealthy is if you're like, hey, this is what I should do. When you, when you hear the word should come up in your vocabulary, a red flag should go up because mm. it's most likely not you or God uh, putting that should on you. It's, it's something around you saying, well, this is what I should do. This is what everybody's expecting me to do. And so therefore I'll do it. Um, and I, I know there are people out there who they have eating disorders or they're recovering from a, a health crisis or maybe having a baby or they're dealing with mental, mental health type of stuff. Um, and to, to take nutrition out of their diet and have it affect things, it's just not helpful. And so maybe it's time to look at something that's non-food oriented or things like that, because that's going to be a much more healthy way to go about it now. And that doesn't mean that sometime in the future, if you decided, Hey, I'm in a good place because of my health in, in those different places, then, then maybe you could choose to do something food related, but right now it's not the right thing. And so you got to give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of latitude to do something different for a while. And so I think when, when you get into all those places, it can get unhealthy real quick and you just got to keep your eye on it. That's, that is, that's a really good one. Uh, just to talk on that, the should element, because I think that there are lots of things about our faith that sometimes can fall into this category. And, uh, as much as maybe we're like, oh, I don't really want this to be this way, but maybe it does need to just sit in a should, uh, for this time being, because I know that that's, that's going to be the most helpful. That's going to be the most honoring or righteous or whatever your phrasing mm-hmm. is behavior. Right. So it's like, well, I know I, I know I shouldn't lie, whatever that thing I use the lie example yeah. again, but I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a fair one. And so maybe you want to, and your motivation is wrong for not lying or not, not lying. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Everybody listen to that section. Um, yeah. But 
or even if it's simple, I know there have been times in my life where it's like, ah, oh, I don't necessarily feel this internal motivation to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, but I know I do know that it is what's best for me. Yeah. Um, and I do know that I probably should, and so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Fasting is not that way. Uh, right. Which is an interesting uh, distinction, right? Because mm-hmm. the it's very biblical example of, uh, oh, man. Uh, of God, I think it's in Isaiah, where God's admonishing or saying, this is not good behavior. You're fasting for the wrong reasons. Yes. Um, and so uh, and so you're not going to see any fruit come from it. And yeah. so, yeah. That was one of the things that Richard Foster said in a couple articles I read is he's like, you got to figure out, are you <clears throat> are you really fasting for you or are you fasting for God? And, and to, to create space. And, and, and I had to do a little bit of a check on myself with that one. I was like, okay, am I, am I doing this so that I can say I'm doing this, like giving up caffeine? I can say I give, gave up caffeine and I didn't drink a diet Mountain Dew for a month or whatever. And I feel good about myself then, or am I actually setting this aside so that, so that something better can happen? Um, And so I think we all have to check our motives because we're a mixed bag when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, I think that's also a reason why Jesus tells us, hey, if you're fasting, it's not something to, uh, I think there's, obviously there's there's different um, elements when this is not true. But for the most part, when you're fasting, you're not supposed to be like, oh, woe is me, everyone, you know, like, I'm so hungry and, and things like that. It's like he says like, hey, do not do this because the reason why you're doing this is so that people will look upon you. It's very different in the context of our conversation where you're like, we're mm-hmm. sharing because it's like, we're hoping to help people in their journey. Yeah. The Pharisees that were like, oh, I'm so hungry. They were not being like, oh, I'm so glad that this is going to help this person over here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Uh, well, and, and there's something to the fact that if you're fasting, like if you've got a group that you're a part of or you're, you're, you and your spouse or some friend are doing it, there's, there's a certain element of commiseration that's mm-hmm. okay. It's just, I, I can't fast so that the thing I've decided to fast from is going to give me notoriety. That's, yeah. that's kind of the, or, or draw some attention to myself. It's, it's for a different purpose. And we just have to check ourselves on some of those things because we can, we can get in that space pretty easy. Um, and it's just yeah. good to go, hmm, let me check my motives. I love that. Okay, Brody, any, any final closing thoughts <laughs> as we kind of wrap up this conversation? We've hit a lot of good stuff. Well, I think I think that to to bring it down to a succinct phrase, yeah. Um, there's a there's a verse in the Bible, and it was actually my third grade teacher's uh, diet verse, and she, mm. it, it's it's he must increase and I must decrease. Um, and I think it was funny when it was her verse, but for this type of season to say, okay, what what parts of me, what rhythms, what things that I do could decrease for a period of time so that he can increase his influence in my life. I think that that kind of capsulizes the whole, the whole concept. Yeah. That's really good. Brody, thank you so much for, for taking oh. some time and sharing. I know you're digging yourself out of a snow Jeez. hole. Isn't that uh, the truth? Yeah. So, uh, thank you for, thanks for sharing. Thanks for talking through this. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you do have a caffeine headache. So thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, that was my conversation with Brody, and I really think that it was filled with practical things to think through about fasting. 
But I'll leave you with just one thought. It's all about your heart. You know, it's not about a legalistic way to practice faith or to try to get God to do something for you. It's an opportunity to try to connect with the heart of God. And regardless about how you try fasting or if you try fasting, my hope is that that is something that we can all experience more of in our lives. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Thank <laughs> you.